It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? Welcome to this Thursday, July 22nd, 2021 edition of Locked on Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Kraz, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and going to take a little stroll down memory lane here on this Thursday episode of the show, as requested by the fine folks uh, during Tuesday's Power to the Pod. We're going to be investigating the Miami Dolphins projected starting offensive lineup. And more specifically, what me, as a draft guy, what my expectations were for these players entering the NFL draft before they became members of the Miami Dolphins or before they became professional football players. College prospects. Been covering the NFL draft since 2013, and somebody had said and asked, hey, have you had the chance to look back at Dolphins players and reflect which players have and have not performed to, beyond, or short of your expectations? So that's what we're going to do today on the show. We're doing the offensive side of the ball today. We're projecting 11 personnel. I have written scouting reports on all 11 projected members of the Dolphins starting offense and 11 personnel. This is courtesy of the Dolphins' influx in young talent. So we're going to be looking at Tua Tungvaloa, Miles Gaskin, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Mike Gusecki, Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley. I'm projecting Michael Dieter for the sake of this exercise at the center position, Robert Hunt, and Liam Eikenberg. So without further ado, I'm going to do my best to not just sit here and rip through the report and, and read it and then move on, give a little bit of substance and context but let's start with this Tua Tungvaloa report. If you're not familiar with the way we do scouting reports at the Draft Network, we do 10 position-specific traits that we look at. And each one of those traits is then broken down in detail based on what we saw on film. So let's start with Tua Tungvaloa. Uh, arm accuracy, some surreal ball placement in short spaces and vertically down the field, comfortable throwing to the open shoulder and letting his receivers attack the football deliberate placement to protect receivers or set up run after catch opportunities to all levels of the field he's a precision passer versus tight coverage or zipping between zone defenders with anticipation decision making he's had like five total brain farts in his entire career he's comfortable reading the field 
and willing to trust reads to come across without hesitation, a highly intelligent passer who makes strong reads in real time. With that said, would love to see him quicker to concede and move to the check down. His progressions, crisp, understands the value his eyes holds and moves them accordingly to manipulate zone defenders. He plays chess with his eyes, not checkers, has been exposed to no shortage of reads and concepts, as boosted by the addition of Steve Sarkeesian, the coaching staff for the 2019 season. Anticipation. Regularly pulls the trigger as receivers hit the top of their stem. Deadly accurate in these scenarios. Feathering passes into space for receivers to catch in stride. Feel for pressure at the line of scrimmage and work within the pocket. To anticipate open areas in the pocket, yield clean throwing platforms. Poise has created some magic within the pocket and keeps eyes downfield without bother. He'll ramp up aggressiveness as needed as game situations call for urgency and keep swinging without fear. Has created some big play throughout the course of his storied career on the biggest of stages. Arm strength. Does he have an elite arm? No. Is his arm strength a problem? Definitely not. He's got plenty of juice from within the pocket and generates desirable heat on the ball when he gets downhill to throw on the run. Has the ability to squeeze tight window throws with zip, but more so because he's so accurate. Pocket awareness. Pretty sure he's got a camera installed in the back of his helmet. Innate feel for rushers crashing in off the edge shows foot quickness and feel for where to slide and when to slide to break that first arriving defender's angle and offer a chance to reset or otherwise flush the pocket into space. Throwing mechanics. Clean. Appreciate that he'll drop the arm angle and throw round bodies as a shorter passer. He's got a quick delivery and will do well to zip throws out under duress to allow maximum time for receivers to uncover. Has no troubles with throwing motion and delivery to throw in condensed spaces. Footwork. Does well to stay balanced when standing tall to survey from the pocket. And I like how he gets downhill when he's forced to roll out and throw on the move. Will sit on his back foot versus power rushes inside and fail to get on top of the ball, forcing him to miss high on occasion. And mobility. He's not a killer on the ground, and given his durability questions, there's going to be some hesitancy in getting him involved with run concepts, although 2017 college football season featured QB sweeps that were run with success. A fine athlete who can beat you if he breaks contain versus man coverage. Best trait was football intelligence. Worst trait was durability. The best game I had down for him of the games I watched was South Carolina in 2019. The worst game I had down for him that I watched was Clemson, the national championship game 2018 in January. Red flags, 2018-19 high ankle sprains, 2019 dislocated hip. All said and done, Tua Tagovailoa finished that season as the number nine overall player on my big board, QB2 behind just Joe Burrow. So that's Tua. And needless to say, uh, we won't be getting the defense in today because I want to give you guys the full depth of the reports. But I think there are a lot of things here that we saw in some instances, uh, it, it seems as though I undersold the impact his receivers had and how easily some of those decisions were. Uh, the impact of how high volume the RPOs were and play action passing at Alabama that allowed so many big voids to throw with confidence. Uh, obviously, his arm strength was not up to snuff versus what we saw at the college level. I thought that was the case. Uh, Tua has come out and said that's the case, uh, that he, he feels better recruitment through his entire body to get more heat on the ball. But the mechanics, throwing mechanics uh, in the upper half looked good. Uh, his footwork was still one of his best traits last year for the Dolphins. His accuracy, he was an accurate passer. It was just the confidence appeared shook that he was going to 
have the arm and the zip to hit some of those tight window throws. There's a very easy explanation as to why that's the case between the skill group he was working with and coming off the hip injury in which he didn't feel like he had full throwing uh, mechanics in the lower half. If all that comes together, you can very suddenly be looking at a, uh, a different player and you can have some optimism on what that is going to materialize as in 2021 for Tua and the Dolphins. Miles Gaskin, running back, Washington, was a seventh-round pick by the Dolphins in 2019. Uh, I had a fifth-round grade on him, so I had him graded higher than where he got drafted. He was number 150 overall on my draft board that year. Ten traits. We're going to zip through them, and uh, then we'll talk about how he stacks up versus my pre-draft expectations. Vision. I like Gaskin's ability to set up defenders as he's pressing for the corner on boundary runs. Pretty effective to collect himself as he rides at a crowded point of attack. He finds holes and cutback lanes effectively. No issues with his ability to navigate the mesh point and come out with fluidity. Feet and change of direction skills. Foot activity is sudden. Runs with a balanced base and little issue adjusting on the fly as defenders declare for gaps. I wish he had a little bit more spring or bounce in his step. His foot activity is admirable in short yardage, really active below the waist as a runner. Durability. His ability to stay on the field at the college level is pretty impressive considering his usage rate. That said, long-term viability and tread on the tires will be problematic. He's a high snap back who hasn't shown any issues with injuries, thanks in part in knowing how to take contact. Balance. Rarely caught overextending his feet or overplaying his cuts. Rather, he's got really nice contact balance due to natural leverage as a runner and ability to brace for arriving tacklers. Pass protection. He frames his blocks really well. I'm impressed by his effort level and his effort to try and cover for modest play strength. He does well to move his feet and set up a stun, but his lack of length will prevent him from throwing punches and jolting blockers to stunt their push prematurely. Elusiveness. He's got those choppy feet that allow for constant redirection and smooth cuts. He's not super explosive or dynamic in lateral situations, but he does bring jitterbug qualities, especially at the first arriving defender in space. His long speed is only modest. Receiving ability. One of his best qualities. Screen passes are effective thanks to his feel for pursuit and vision. Has soft hands. Like how urgent he is to press out of the backfield and get to his landmark before offering himself as a check down option. Short yardage skill. His general power and push isn't going to demand a lot of reps in this specific area. He brings it with low pads and active feet, but he's not going to have the same results as bigger backs, period. Would be effective to hide behind his line and find a gap to slip through in instances in which he's asked to fill this role. Football intelligence. His ability to maximize modest physical skills on account of being a polished prospect is impressive. I like his attention to detail in space, his natural feel for navigating the box. He has a low ceiling as he's pretty maxed out, but super smart with the football. Effort. will probably need to expand his resume to include special teams to maximize his value to a team as he doesn't project as a feature player. That's key. With that said, he's high effort, high intensity, and lets his play do the talking on the field. His best trait was his football intelligence. His worst trait was his long speed. His best film that I studied was the Penn State game, the bowl game. The worst film I had him down for was the Auburn game in 2018. Fifth round player, 150 overall on the board. Aside of the fact that I didn't envision him as a featured player, I think I got all the traits right. I think I saw him uh, similar to how he's projected but I did not envision the full-time role for Miles Gaskin that the Dolphins appear ready to, to put on his plate. 
I envision more of a third down role. We talked about the receiving skill set. We talked about the third down with pass protection. We see all that with the Dolphins in year two. But this, this opportunity for him is really rooted in positional value, be, being able to be a well-rounded player at a position that the Dolphins seemingly uh, aren't interested in spending premium assets for. Or at least if they are, they're not going to force their hand and overpay. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Shifting gears to wide receivers. Uh, I'm not going to go over Jalen Waddle again. Uh, I will remind everybody where I had him graded, uh, how I coveted him versus the rest of the class. Uh, but we did the deep dive on Jalen Waddle. He has not played any football games yet. So if you're interested in hearing the deep dive on Jalen Waddle, go back before the draft this year. We did an entire show, 30 minutes, dedicated to strictly what Jalen Waddle as a football player brings to the Dolphins' offense and what he is as a physical talent. Here's my top five players from the 2021 NFL draft, my, my top five big board. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Pitts, Penny Sewell, Jalen Waddle. Those were the only four players that I gave the bluest of blue chip valuations to in my personal studies of this upcoming year or this past year's draft. So Jalen Waddle's in elite company. And here's, here's hoping that even if he continues the trend of me seeing the player fairly well, even if I didn't necessarily nail down the exact valuation or the exact transition to the pro game here. I could only hope Jalen Waddle becomes the player or is the physical talent that I believe that he is physically capable of being. Our next player is Devonte Parker wide receiver 
Louisville. Always want to say Louisville, Louisville. Uh, here's what you need to know about Devontae Parker. He's my fifth-rated wide receiver in that year's class. My number 29 overall player. Ten positional traits and a quick summary. Route running. Well-versed in running a tree. Attacks the middle of the field perimeter and vertically with efficiency. Releases well against press coverage to set up downfield routes and open windows. Hands. He's a strong-handed receiver. Flashes them best on throws that challenge his catch radius. Does tend to not extend if squared up to the football, allowing opportunities for passes broken up, which is an easily correctable flaw. Speed. Has enough long speed to separate vertically or to take open field receptions the distance. Maintains speed well through breaks. Very good speed and acceleration off the line of scrimmage and after the catch. Ball skills. Tracks the football well in the air even when his head isn't turned until late in the process. Shows quick reactions to adjust to the ball once his head does get around and improved at challenging the ball high over the rim in 2014. Run after catchability. Difficult to tackle in the open field. Slips defenders tackle attempts with speed to beat angle, size, and power to run through corner and safety challenges. Looks to turn receptions upfield with regularity. Flexibility. A nice ability to contort his body and square to the football. Shows good lower half mobility to play smooth throughout releases and stems of patterns that require hard breaks. Instincts. Has awareness working against zone coverage. Sits down in open space to provide a window and a target that's available to his quarterback. Works back to the quarterback on the boundary when targeted on extended plays. Toughness. Has the size to create broken tackles and run after catch. Does not play extremely physical at the catch point. Is more physical once the ball is in his hands. Willing to work the middle of the field. Block ability. Has the ability to develop into a good boundary blocking receiver. Currently works into body position and fixates hands before effort becomes stay in the way. Effort. No issues with motor or variance in play speed depending on the progression order. Consistently looks to create after the catch. Erases errant throws with ball skills. So I think in the grand scheme of things, Parker has, the, the fact that he has the staying power that he's had in Miami is probably a fair valuation to have him as a top 32 player in the class. And he's among the top 10 receivers all time in Dolphins history from a production standpoint. I oversold his run after catchability a little bit based on what he showcased at college. Uh, but as far as being a ball skills player who improved at attacking the ball in the air, really good body contortion, catch radius type player with strong hands. That's who Devante is. Uh, I just kind of oversold his ability to create with the ball in his hands uh, based on what he looked like in the ACC going against uh, some lesser competition. Which brings us to the last wide receiver, which is Will Fuller. And I'll say this about Fuller. Uh, the 2016 draft was my fourth. And uh, this is always a fluid process, and you continue to learn more. I wish I had not been as harsh on Fuller as I was in regards to drops at the college level. I dinged him hard on it. I gave him a second round film score, uh, but looking at size, experience, uh, durability, all those things added up. He came in as my 81st overall player in, in the 2016 NFL draft. Here's what I had to say about Fuller as a player. Route running, highly efficient getting into route stems, 
very quick and nimble to beat press coverage and eats up cushion versus off coverage. He's a deadly nine route runner, will sell post flag routes and force DBs to open hips before breaking back across. Very good quickness at the top of routes. Hands. Hands are rigid. Will double clutch some accurate throws and flat out drop others. Has a poor habit of trapping throws to the frame when square to the throw instead of reaching out with his hands to meet the ball and cutting down on angles. Speed, devastating long speed, track type athlete with ability to go run go routes past just about anyone. Will force teams to respect his ability to get behind and over top of coverage. Has very strong short area acceleration as well. Ball skills, ability to track vertical throws is highly impressive, capable of going high or low to challenge errant passes. Has shown ability to drop down and scoop throws out of the dirt on a number of occasions. Run after catch. Will likely be unable to run through a wrap-up tackle attempt. Explosive agility and ability, thanks to long speed and quickness, has the potential to be a game-breaking receiver if left one-on-one in the open field. Flexibility. Free mover capable of high amounts of bend through his hips, knees, base to create suddenness in tight spaces without lag capable of opening his shoulders back to the ball in line of scrimmage while carrying speed vertically up the field. Football intelligence, ability to set up defensive back with false stems, is very strong, will work hard to force a commitment from defensive backs before getting into break and breaking across their frame, has shown ability to curl down in soft spots and square to the quarterback. Toughness, largely unphysical receiver, will not win contested catches with consistency, too easily rerouted or disrupted when contacted. Lacks physical strength to roll off the line of scrimmage and through press coverage without trying to work around the body of a defender. Blockability is not going to be considered an asset in supplementary play. Should not be asked to throw critical blocks in the run game. Has bounced off impact more than once trying to close down a wall off a lane. Effort will throttle down in some instances if initial push off the line is met with not met with attention. Admirable fight for extra yardage after the catch. Rarely concedes a target as an incompletion without making every effort to secure the throw. Um, Yeah, I I think the physical skill set, Will Fuller has impressively continued to evolve himself as a player to the point in which uh, he's outperformed the projection that I had. Now, granted, he was drafted in the first round. Right? And you can get into a debate on whether or not he was overdrafted based on the fact that he's never had a 1,000-yard season at this point in his career. But I think he's become a more well-rounded player than what my projection for him was. Now, that's great news for Miami, right? Because if you're taking inventory, Tua Tungvaloa only started nine games. Uh, the book is very small on him. There's a contextualized explanation of why, but nevertheless... His performance to date has not met my expectations as a player. Miles Gaskin has exceeded my expectations thus far as a player. Still young. Will Fuller has exceeded my expectations. Devontae Parker has come up slightly short. So we're in the right ballpark. And this is why when I talk about draft reports and, and you know, as I've gotten longer and longer into this, it's, it's less about did I get the number right and it's more about the context of what did you say about the player that is the most critical layer because depending on what situation he goes to depending on if he could stay healthy or not any player you know can see their opportunities expand if the player in front of them on the depth chart Jordan Howard completely flops 
if you earn the trust of the coaching staff, you're going to find yourself in a role that maybe wouldn't have been something they would have trusted you with right off the jump. Or if you're hurt and coming back from a significant injury and it changes physically how you're capable of performing on the field, that's going to change things for you. It is. And it did for Tua Tungvaloa last year. Now the big step forward will be, does that linger or does he transcend beyond that? Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and even UFC. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information available to you. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Mike Kosecki is my fourth-rated tight end in the 2018 NFL Draft. Uh, I had him behind Dallas Goddard, Mark Andrews, and Hayden Hurst. Hurst went in the first round. Goddard, Andrews, day two picks alongside Gusecki. Uh, I had a second-round film score on Gusecki as a player. Here are my notes. You tell me how I did. Route running does not carry a high level of quickness through breaks at the top of the stem. Will not consistently defeat man-to-man coverage, but can still win vertical routes versus man on account of size and straight line speed combination. Used most frequently as a seam receiver for chunk gains. Terrific hands. Hands. Terrific hands to extend and optimize the full length of his catch radius. He does well to work back to the ball and cleanly receive the nose of the ball before tucking it away. His hands are soft and capable of throwing up a single hand in desperate target situations and still come down with the catch. Versatility. Flex receiver will not bring blocking skill in the box, nor the ability to line up with his hand in the dirt at current baseline of functional play strength. Development can be made for a more multifaceted player, but right now this is strictly a flex slash big slot. Contested catch ability, terrific as a box-out defender. Will use his body to win positioning, but is fully capable of getting vertical and plucking the ball off the top of a defender's helmet instead if the ball is underthrown. Is a game-changer in this regard. Run-after catch ability. Has build-up speed, capable of separating against linebackers in the open field, but is not going to create a lot of additional yardage with feet, or creativity if facing a leverage defender over top of him with the ball. Power at the point of attack is not effective playing in line, struggles to land punches on defenders and establish any level of firm control at the line of scrimmage. Fails to move the feet laterally and generate forward momentum once established in a blocking fit. Competitive toughness. Physically dominates defenders in contested catch situations. Ability to translate strength to other facets of the game is underwhelming. Fails to win or play through contact working off the line of scrimmage. 
fails to run through jams in heavy traffic areas as well. Flexibility, has very loose shoulders and the ability to high point the football. Struggles to get his hips downs and sink to decelerate or change directions with any level of notable suddenness in space. Balance, carries his frame very well when working up the field uncontested. Shows good body control along the sideline to contort and keep his feet in play when extending for the ball on the sideline. Does not have quality base and foot activity as a blocker, trying to wall off defenders or seal the edge. Football intelligence has done well to carve out a role as a big play weapon. He supplements contested ability with good eyes against zone to peel off and make himself available in a soft spot against zone. Has good awareness and ability to navigate the sideline. His best trait was contested catch ability. His worst trait was power at the point of attack. Second round film score, highly athletic. I think that one's pretty straightforward, pretty self-explanatory. And if you look at Gusecki and his production, obviously he was fourth in the NFL in receiving yards for tight ends last year. Kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Miles Gaskin and what you say versus the number that you give. You know, I think production-wise, we're in the right ballpark. Him versus Dallas Godert, Mark Andrews, and Hayden Hurst. Uh, there's some comparable production here. So Hayden Hurst, for his career, has caught 99 footballs for 1,083 yards and nine touchdowns. He was picked by Baltimore at 25 overall. He's now with the Atlanta Falcons. The next tight end that was drafted was Gasecki. 126 receptions for 1,475 yards and 11 touchdowns. Dallas Godert was drafted seven spots later, and he has nine more, eleven, excuse me, eleven more receptions than Gasecki for ten less yards and one more touchdown. And then Mark Andrews, who lasted all the way into the third round, the late third round, eighty-six overall, is the best producing one of the bunch. One hundred fifty-six receptions, twenty-one oh five in receiving yardage, and twenty touchdowns. So he's in the right ballpark that he's was rated alongside those other guys. Uh, he is, from a production standpoint, third on the list. Uh, Goddard has more receptions, more touchdowns, very nearly the same amount of yards. So if you, And he's been playing behind Zach Ertz. So I think out of the group that we've done thus far, I don't... My biggest regret was the projection on Will Fuller with his hands and his ability to become a more faceted route, multifaceted route runner. But I think Mike Gusecki is probably my most accurate top-to-bottom assessment of the skill group. And here's the thing. We've been talking for 30 minutes, and we got through quarterback, running back, wide receivers, and tight ends. Congrats, guys. You just got yourself a series. We're going to do offensive line tomorrow, and I had made the commitment to doing the all-time offense and coaching staff. Uh, we did that on Tuesday. We committed Friday to that. That will be done before training camp. Okay, if that means we need to push power to the pod next week to the end of the week so we get all this in before training camp starts and everybody starts losing their mind on reports on what's going on at camp, so be it. We'll do that. But you're going to get offensive line tomorrow. You're going to get two episodes of defense. You're going to get your all-time offense and coaching staff, and then boom, training camp will be upon us. 
It's a great time to be a Miami Dolphins fan because here on Locked on Dolphins, we got some great stuff coming down the chute. Make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Hope to talk to you guys again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.